Hello and welcome to the Community Power Podcast, a weekly series brought to you by the Local Trust and the Community Wealth Fund, campaigning to ensure the next wave of dormant assets is committed to supporting our communities. My name is Chris Allen and in this series I'm teasing out some of the best examples of what's happening in communities through the experiences of those living and working on the front line. I'm focusing in particular on what happens when you give local people the money, the power and the assets to make a difference in their neighbourhoods. With me is series producer Beth Lazenby. Who are we going to hear from this week, Beth? This week, Chris, you'll be talking to Mark from Brunnington and he's going to be chatting to you about the emergency response that his community put on when the pandemic first broke out. Thanks, Beth. And yes, and in case people don't know where Brunnington is, I asked Mark a little bit about the area. We're basically on the northeast edge of Stockport, which is in the Greater Manchester area. We are pretty much a stereotypical council estate. Also reputedly one of the most depressed places in Britain. Also, and also in the press this week, one of the most deprived places in Greater Manchester. This doesn't help though, does it? These labels, they don't help at all. Those are cold hard facts. They're true. They know the depression figures are so high is because people in Brunnington aren't afraid to talk about their depression. That's a good thing, though, isn't it? That honesty will help people to come to terms with the situation in which they find themselves. Honestly, there's a sense of community here like nowhere else I've lived in my 51 years. Once again, we've got the press coming to us saying, oh, would you like to talk about the terrible circumstances in Brunnington? And what we normally say is, no, but we'll tell you about all the good stuff we're doing. Unless you've got the residents and the workers and the partners, unless they're on your side, they want to make things better, you can throw all the money at it, all the people at it, you can parachute in any sort you want, it will not help. And by the part of that, you've got to you've got to take away that stigma we were talking about as well, so people don't believe that about themselves. Exactly. And the first thing I noticed when I started looking around Brinning moved up here is people took responsibility. I mean like any area, there are issues. I'm not going to pretend there's not. But the vast majority of people in Brinnington want to live here. People come to me every week and say they love the estate. What can they do to work on it? And what can they do to help it? And it's, and it's not just us. It's not just the big local. There are three or four separate pools of community support up here drawn. Yep. And they've all got that same, we don't care what you say about bringing. We want to make a change. We want to do things for our neighbours. But if the pandemic proved nothing, it proved that every single community has good in it. And some of them have gold. Somebody walked through the front door of our hub with a, a shopping bag full of shopping they just picked up at the B&M and said, can you... Can you give this to people who need it? And then we had people phoning in on the helplines saying, I just need somebody to go to go to the doctors for me, go pick up a prescription. I just need some tea or some coffee or something, some soup. Mark, we're we're recording this uh, the week when we come out of plan B. Who knows what the future holds? When when lockdown happened, as you were saying, uh, the government reacted. You know, let's face it, I think most people in the country, including the government, were in something new. Um, oh, it, it, was, yeah. it was learning as we go along. You mentioned big local area. You mentioned the other community groups there as well. Do you feel because you'd been working there together as a community, you were more ready for this than some other communities? To be honest, we were just one of 
there were certainly two approaches, including us, that I knew of. People knew they could come to us. They could, at, at the very least, they could ask if we knew where they could get help. Because, different, so you, had, you, you, you mentioned our hub. You've got a hub. Yeah, You're working there. And, and not every community has a hub and has a worker there that can even do any support. Well, yeah. So when we went into this, you had some advantages. Yes and no. Our hub is pretty much geared up as a meeting space. It was an area that was full of people. It was con- There was a constant in and out of people. And as soon as they said the words lockdown, that became, well, we're too small to let people circulate according to the way they want. Suddenly it stopped being, this is a community hub, and started being, well, now how do we use it to benefit the community? The day that the announcements came out and people started bringing things into it, we fell into I won't say it was the greatest piece of luck because we have a good relationship with local businesses. But our local, um, our go local, our local spa type shop, walked in and said, we want to help you create food packs. What do you Right. And we said, well, what sort of help are you offering? And they said, no, what do you need for food packs? That's, a massive, that's a massive offer. For, that is, these that are, is these a are small businesses struggling to survive. And he came back and he said, right, where do, we, where do you want this? And he was pushing a shopping trolley. What's that? What that says to me is the outsider looking in here. There must have been some good trusted relationships in the area that you've been building on for a while. That doesn't just happen. Well, we've been there as the big local for several years. The hub is some is new, but the organisation is old, so they know who we are. And I mean, he brought in quite easily a thousand pounds worth of stock. It wasn't just him; his staff had chipped in their wages for that week to buy this. These, this food for the community. Saying, but what, if, what if you'd not been there? What if you'd not, if big local had not existed, there'd been no community groups there? What, I, I'm I sure people's, people's hearts would have been the same. They still would have wanted you to do it, wouldn't they? Yeah, there, there would have, there would have been the community effort. The, 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 uh, I think what we provided was a very handy base of operations. And that was that was obviously back in the end, well, the end of March 2020 when yeah. first lockdown happened. We we're going into this new world, really. People short of food, people short of yeah. medical supplies, people obviously locked up in their homes. They're isolated. And that was the kind of emergency response, which we hope we won't get back to. But what I believe has happened in Brinnington and in other places is that actually, as need arose, the immediate need from COVID, but then the other needs that were always bubbling away under the surface there began to yes. appear as well, didn't they? Yes, I mean some of those things. Some of those things we'd been aware of from the start that there were people, people who didn't have enough to eat. There were families who didn't have any support. And this is all tied in, obviously, with the physical needs at the time. People going to hospital as well. Oh. And underneath all this, and this is bringing it through as well, the mental health needs that linked with that, the sense of grief that was coming through through lost loved ones, but through community centres being closed, through society changing. Yeah. And I think in Brunington, again, you began to realise that there was a massive mental health need arising. Then this is coming through as well. How did you react to that? To be honest, uh, one of the things I found about Brunington folk, if they see a need, they won't wait for the council or the NHS or somebody to parachute in that dramatic solution. They will actually turn around and say, you know what, can we do that? let's do that that brings out something of the pride in the community it's always been there but sometimes oh, the situation brings it out doesn't it we, we've always known what a community we've got what what heroes and i'm not afraid to use that word which is so overused but the selflessness of some of the people in this community the number of people who said here make sure this gets to the right place 
or he spend this on the right people. I just want to make sure that my neighbours are helped. I mean, especially especially where food is concerned. We knew people who were getting takeaways for breakfast, takeaways for lunch and takeaways for dinner. Wonder if the next step is, do we teach them to cook? Is that what you did? What we created was cooking up a storm. A, who wants to know how to cook? B, who needs help learning how to cook? And C, who needs a little help with getting the fresh to cook? And the first month started out with three people. And by the first lockdown in the August, when we actually had to close the hub, we had 80 families on the books. And we were, we were doing um, a cooking pack of, it would normally be fresh meat, fresh vegetables, and whatever herbs and spices that were required for the whatever we were cooking. And they'd collect them from the hub. When the community buildings reopened, we came back and we did it in association with the local pantry. As times passed on, some of those families have stopped engaging. We're now at the point where what we want to do is make sure that families wouldn't otherwise engage with us. So perhaps people who don't have access. To us. I was going to say we're moving into a, into a new world of, of living, um, yeah. living with COVID people wearing face coverings, you know, when they don't feel safe and, and the like. But but moving forward in all that you've learned through this whole experience of the past few years and, and also covering the gaps because local authorities are limited in what they can do. And you need that community infrastructure, as you were talking about earlier. Yeah. As we move forward, yeah. what do you see the priorities being for Brinnington and what Brinnington Big Local and the other associated community groups can do in order to support the most vulnerable people? What we're doing at the moment is we're looking at the engagements we already have. And with the local knowledge we have and with the partners we have, we're looking at extending the hand. Is that like a network of people? You, the more people you get, oh, you're going to be involved. Yes. Is that I mean, what makes when, it when, I, when, I, when I say that, if we talk about the partners, people like um, local housing and the local council, and they can't say, oh, it's Mr. and Mrs. Jones from number 27, but they can say, oh, well, we've got three families struggle for daily food. We have three families who are interested in learning to cook. We have three families who need this help. And some of our help, we can just go, yeah, we'll give that no problem. So that local intelligence is really critical then in, in terms oh, of moving forward. Yes. And that, then you find your way around the confidentiality and GDPR stuff in order to help people. We had a local uh, sandwich shop up here and they'd get a list of people. either just got a good breakfast because they needed a breakfast. Or congratulations, your neighbours have said you've been a hero. This is a, this is a lit, something in thank you, but it was all people helping people at no point. Even even though we have the funding for the local trust, but without that, we're still we're still people on the street. The well, even without the money, you've got the relationships there, haven't you? That, that's exactly, that, that, you that's, and the that's money's just choice. bonus. Yeah, indeed, and that, and that's important for perhaps for people who don't have money coming their way. What you're saying it's yeah. about having those local re- relationships, those people working together yeah, as well. But going back to big local. You know, one of the national aims of Big Local is that um, an area will be an even better place to live. And in Brinnington, one of your local targets, one of your local outcomes is that people will have a raised quality of life. Do you think in Brinnington you're getting there? To be honest, it is a big target. It's it's the biggest. But in little steps, every every little step forward, every, every extra person that has something to eat, every extra person that knows how to cook, every extra person that knows who to ask for help 
every child that knows that they can ask for help that's a step forward we could run for 100 years and we'll never we'll never solve every problem but by god we will go to our graves pushing towards it and you go and do cause you want to make where you live and where your friends are you want to make it a better place i want to make this a better community for my daughter and for the friends i've made along the way and there's something satisfying about being able to say see that person over there smiling see that that garden that's been built over there see that community cinema see that that project there i was part of that i i made that difference people are doing this because we did it and we we that's what every member of our community does thank you to you and also through you thank you to all the people who work with you especially those who are volunteers in the community all your partners as well because that's obviously what's making the difference in yes, Brinnington as a whole Yes, thank you very much. That's Mark Mitchell of Brinnington Big Local, who combines both being a worker and a resident in the area. Where can we find out more about Brinnington, Beth? As always, you can find all of the information you need in the show notes, including a link to their website where you can learn a little bit more about some of the other projects going on in Brinnington. Thanks, Beth. And there'll be another community podcast for you next week, which is brought to you by the Local Trust and the Community Wealth Fund, campaigning to ensure the next wave of dormant assets is committed to supporting our communities.